0: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. It is our last episode, our last race preview episode of the season. Yeah, this is not our <laughs> last episode ever. Unfortunately, for those who call me unprofessional, actually, some some people said some really mean things to me online when I when I didn't go to Portland. So that was that was fun. It's fun too. I, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you. Uh, we'll we'll Why? talk about it offline. I, I don't need to air dirty, dirty laundry during the, during the episode, but we will review Portland. Not much happened. We will talk a little bit about Laguna. We will save most of the news and whatnot for the coming weeks of the off season because it, things will get very quiet in the IndyCar camp once silly season kind of kind of dies down and you know there's not too much of silly season left at this point anyway this I- instead of doing a non-racing racing question thought we'd take a interesting way to look back on the 2022 season if you were to describe now obviously this could all change with some sort of crazy finale looks like willpower's probably going to win the championship unless you know something crazy happens and he gets knocked out or whatever but and throughout the race on sunday i will live tweet as best to my abilities at the track where people are points wise as as things run but if you were to describe the 2022 indycar season Mm -hmm. in one word how would you describe it Um, I think I would describe it as a, I don't know, the word that comes to mind for some reason that I can't shake is breakout. Yeah, I just feel like this was a lot of people's breakout year. You know, like there are people who had wins in the past and who showed some signs, right, of success, but that just really broke out. This year, like I think Marcus Erickson, at least for the beginning half of the year, even though he won more races last year, showed his like championship caliber driver status this season. I mean, you cannot argue that Scott McLaughlin has had a breakout year. Uh, I think David Malukas and Christian Lungard have both had breakout years. Um, so that's right. just kind of what I was. Thinking. I will go with dramatic, whether it be on the track dramatics good or bad you know. we've had we've seen andretti blow up on each other in in the bad end of things we've seen a great indy 500 kind of come down to the wire and other races have some some pretty bold moves there like you know, pato going in on willpower this weekend in, in portland so and alex polo and all his Legal proceedings have definitely provided plenty of drama this year, so I will go with dramatic. Anyway, it's time to talk about Portland briefly. First, we didn't really talk too much about Portland last week because we both said, eh, turn one will be a, a cluster F. Everything crazy will happen. And then there was not one cluster F in turn one the entire race. So hats off to IndyCar for allowing them to accelerate early kind of coming out of turn 12 versus later in the straightaway, I think that did make a huge difference, even if it did make the first 80. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, one. Pato, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, right? They had contact. Like, I mean, it, the, by, by standards of that turn, it was nothing. So, right. for the first 83 laps of the race, pretty quiet. Not much happened at all. Scott McLaughlin <laughs> put on a you're going to hear me use this word a lot in the next two days, masterclass. And did did very well. I was surprised the the one thing I guess we can start here because you know, again, not too much to talk about from Portland. Pato Award, you know, who is now out of the championship hunt, I think it's it's down to McLaughlin on up are remaining in the championship hunt. You have to be within fifty four to yeah, so it's five. be mathematically eligible. They said we are going to do what the op- we are not going to mirror Pensky. We are going to try to take t- take chances and do something different. Blah blah blah. I don't feel like the strategy was any different than any of the the top leaders, other than Pado making that dive attempt on willpower, which I would have done ten times out of ten if I was Pado. Don't blame him at all, even though it cost him a couple spots in the end. You got to go for it because if he didn't win, he wasn't making you know he wasn't going to be eligible for the championship points wise anyway. So it made no difference. So I'm a little disappointed. I don't know if you have any feelings on this, but McLaren's strategy kind of, I don't want to say necessarily drop the ball, but they didn't do anything to help Pato. And I don't know what you could have done with 84 laps of green flag running, but maybe they're just hamstrung by that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody was catching Scott McLaughlin, but I don't know. Pato seemed to have speed, but I I guess how can you really change up the strategy when everyone's just kind of fuel-saving going that far into the race? My only thought, and this might not have worked at Portland because there's not a ton of passing opportunities, but I always go back to sonoma the year new garden won his first championship when pagino did a four stop instead of a three stop and just drove balls to the wall the entire race mm. and won the race obviously didn't win the championship but yeah you know, put on a, a hell of a race you know why not just try something a little bit different if you know okay you get through lap one nothing happens you settle in you go okay Maybe I should pit early and just run full out on the engine all day. See what happens. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, and by the time that pit the, the that yellow flag comes out, great. Then then we look like geniuses. But it can't hurt to try. No, I like that, especially for a driver like Pato, because, I mean, he's the type of guy who could just go out there and do quali laps over and over again and just, yeah, basically have the speed. So I like that. I mean, maybe you should start Uh calling his strategy. What do you think, Pato? I I don't think anybody actually wants me calling their strategy. Anyway, let's move on from that. I am trying to think if there's anything else. You know, the last stint there was was pretty exciting, but all in all this might be one of the more duller races of the IndyCar season. Uh yeah, sadly I'm going to have to agree with you. It was a pretty disappointing <laughs> Sunday for me because you had Sanford where Max just kind of dominated and then, you know, Later in the day, we have Portland where Scott McLaughlin looked untouchable. So like I think I said in the F1 episode, it's impressive to watch someone dominate and put on that kind of a performance. But it's not the most exciting thing to watch. Just as a reminder, the top five were McLaughlin, Power, Dixon, who vaults himself pretty close to the championship lead. He had a Dixon drive, sixteenth. <laughs> he had a third. Dixon drive. For Pato sure, Pato finished fourth. Graham Rahal finished fifth, so which quiet. was very good to see. Graham, I kept thinking it was Jack Harvey in the Red High V car half the day, but yeah, let's see here. Other yeah. stand, Lungard looked good until Lungard he got looked stuck good in for a the while sign. too. But I that think, brings I mean, that late co-host issue. David Molukas within five mm-hmm. points of the rookie of the year lead. I am curious. I don't know the answer. I will find out this weekend. Yeah, so let's let's just say for some, somehow they end up tied. What's the, what's the tiebreaker for rookie of the year, or do they both just get co rookie of the year? And I know this is purely the competitive side of wanting to see David get rookie of the year as you know kind of vindication for the Indy Five Hundred rookie of the year, Snafu earlier this year. So I'm just curious. I don't know if the yeah, snub. Thank you, snafu. Snub. Calum Ayala with his best finish in a bunch of races, finishing ninth. Also, shout out to Kyle Kirkwood, his best finish since Long Beach. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah you're right. Not good, but good. Yes. Do you want to talk about the? Uh, do we even know anything about the? No, we can't. There, um, there's leader circle. Listen, lots of people have asked. Thank you to Cody Bray for asking again. This weekend, the leader circle—you know where everybody gets their prize money at the end of the year. IndyCar does not confirm how many entries are available in the leader circle. Other than that, okay. Ganassi That's has three in the leader circle, not four. So Jimmy is not eligible anyway. So I think that keeps. But
1: what about Ray Hall? I don't, Hall, they I don't know.
0: Two? Ray Hall might. Uh, yeah, who knows? It's so okay. it's it's hard to get confirmation on that one and i tried last year and didn't feel like i i don't think they wanted to give an answer and so yeah it is what it is and we'll just wait for some sort of confirmation when the off season comes across here the only thing i did want to talk about is jimmy johnson and renas vk a lot of times this, a lot of times this year we've given oh my god yeah jimmy johnson grief <laughs> i think they said it on the broadcast I think Hinch said it when when Jimmy spun at one point and then didn't hit anything and kept going. They didn't even go yellow. Jimmy is the king of of spinning without hitting anything, which in and of itself is pretty impressive because not many guys spin and don't hit anything with as frequency <laughs> as Jimmy Johnson does. I'm so sorry to say that. Anyway, so Renas VK from my point of view goes you know makes a pass on the inside. He has no need to go back to the left to make turn one and turn two he just can take the inside ride the curb like most of the guys did but he decided you know what i'm kind of bored i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna swing wide here and smash jimmy into the wall <laughs> and i just you know he got a, a drive through penalty and effectively ruined his day finished Six, 16th, 19th, where'd he finish? 20th, 20th. So yeah, he, he low, just he finished ruined what was a top yeah. 10 day for him. He was, I think, think, he was eight or ninth at the time of the incident. That brought out our only caution. Lapping Jimmy, yes. He yes. was lapping so Joe, right? I listen, neither of us can say what was going through Jimmy's head, but, or Jimmy's head, Rena's head. What are, what are your thoughts? I think I was talking to you at that point that I was saying like, uh, we need a yellow flag. And so I was like, well, you know what? It's going to be somebody who tends to cause yellow flags. And so when I saw a yellow flag involving Jimmy, I was like, oh, okay. He did it again. Like, he just crashed or something on a road course. And I felt guilty immediately because after we saw the replay, that was 100% on Renus. That was just like kind of a, what is it, a brain fade moment where it was just like he he either didn't look to see like maybe he thought he cleared him and he just didn't look or i i'm not sure what happened and he apologized but yeah that was just a boneheaded move for sure yeah not good yeah i did i did and jimmy was mad I that was enjoy really that. interesting to hear but oh, man Renus, just what were you doing get ready race fans because the ultimate nascar experience is about to hit the airwaves Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and sound talent media called Pit Lane Parlay. Yeah, Jimmy was just quietly minding his own business, and then he just gets completely slammed into the wall. Yeah, so that Carvana liver was for him pretty slick team. this weekend, this past weekend. It was. I like the green uh, accents on it. Do we have anything else? Oh, predictions. I'm trying. to... Th- yeah, we do have predictions, <laughs> which I lost again. Um, I don't. I mean used to be you, I feel like, that would just lose and kind of jinx everyone, but I think that curse has been lifted. So I had Colton, who finished sixth, Devlin, who finished 16th, and Marcus Erickson, who... He's still in the championship, Mm. but I just don't see it at this point. we'll do that before we can talk about that, maybe. Um, He finished 11th, so my average finish was 11th. And then you had Will Power, who finished second, uh, Rossi, who finished 7th, and then Takuma, who finished 18th. I don't really know yeah, why I don't he either. that far down. So your average All finish right, was ninth. So yeah, win. so before we get to Laguna, championship-eligible drivers. Obviously, Power leads with 523. Newgarden and Dixon both have 503. Erickson has 484, and McLaughlin has 482. I feel like Erickson and McLaughlin, you need... Wow the top 3 guys to finish 22nd on back or 20th on back essentially to have any chance of even winning. You have to have them finish at the bottom and you have to win. Or at least podium, but I would say most likely win. So what are your thoughts? Can Newgarden and Dixon who are only 20 points back do do they stand a chance? Is it you know they have to take a big gamble here what are what are your if you are mike holer or tim Sindrick, who are coincidentally being are on an indycar media call tomorrow afternoon together if you are them what what is your mindset for your driver going into this weekend Uh, I'd be sweating because Will Power has been the definition of consistency this season and if he has a consistent finish like I'm sure if he finishes in the top five or so he wins the championship probably regardless of what they do yes yes I agree and I think and he's been out of the top five let me see one two three four times this season that's it wow really and it's been a while yeah. since that's oh sorry no there's another one so i guess it's five times but that was a sixth place finish like the other ones were further down but that was just the sixth so like the number of podiums he has and top 5s is yeah amazing. and remember earlier this year he couldn't qualify to save his life for like a month yeah mm-hmm. i mean he's got three poles now no four right does he? Yeah, four poles. I can't remember. Does he have the record now, or is he tied with Mario? Okay, I think he has. I, I right don't know right. why. I just can't remember that right now. So Pretty yeah, sure. and rookie of the year, only five point difference. That's a total toss up. I, I, Lungard has not raced at Laguna. David Malukas has in Indy Lights, and so I, I wasn't necessarily HMD's strongest track last year in Indy Lights, but obviously things have changed. I mean, Grosjean did podium last year in the Dale Coin with Rick Ware racing car. So, you know, maybe they have some information that could help David this weekend. Who knows? Either way, it'll be exciting to see a new Rookie of the Year crown. I'm almost more interested in that than the actual championship right now, if I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah, I think... I'm kind of on the same page and not just because of like our co-host being part of that battle, but because the drivers at the front, really, except for Marcus, who I think is like kind of new coming on the scene, are almost exactly who you would have predicted. Usually I like there to be at least one guy who's kind of like a below last year, but like somebody who's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, somebody who you didn't expect. But I think we could have easily said, like, oh, it'll be the three Penske's and Scott Dixon. Like, you you could have bet on that at the beginning of the season. And yeah. you would have been right. Penske's destroyed this season. Like, I think they won, what? Nine like or 10, ten, yeah. Out of 15 yeah, races? Something like that. 16? They've been very good. Yeah. And this is... I mean, I will say it is really cool to see... How consistent willpower has been all all year he's been very level headed when things necessarily haven't necessarily gone his way, which is also cool to see we haven't seen any weird ice bath incidents post race for press conferences, which is I explained that <laughs> at, at where was I at my girlfriend's family cookout where I was like literally meeting all these family people and they were we were talking about racing and I'm like, do you want to hear the weirdest willpower story ever? I once did a press conference while he was in an ice bath. And that is something I will literally probably never forget, even if I don't ever do another episode of this show. I will never forget Will Power in an ice bath. Hey, I think if he wins the second championship, he's allowed to do some weird stuff to celebrate. I also think um, one thing I have observed is when Scott McLaughlin gets out front or starts out front, he is basically untouchable. Yeah which definitely I think comes from his days in supercars where he just qualified on pole and dominated. He's so used to doing that, that if he's on pole man, or like he just gets into the lead quickly, yep. you better yep. watch out. Cause he's, you're not I agree him. there. All right, real quick. Let's talk. Uh, yeah. Java house. I'm going to have lots of Java house in the next couple of days to get ready for flying out to Laguna, flying back and then flying on vacation the weekend after that. So Java House three locations in Indy, one in Carmel, one in Broad Ripple, one in downtown. So go check them out. They've got plenty of stuff, some food, tea, tons of cold brew, probably the best cold brew I've ever had. And I drink a lot of coffee. Go to javahouse.com. If you're not in Indy, use promo code PITLANE10 and get 10% off of all your orders. Thank you very much to everybody who continues to support them. They are all some of the nicest people I have met since I started the show and kind of, you know, in the advertising side of things. So they're really good people. I, as I think I said this in the other episode, we'll probably do some sort of recording from there at some point in the off season when I'm not in and out of airports, like I will be for the next, God, two weeks, essentially. You know, it's cool. I think it's cool that, um, like, the product that we're advertising is not just something that we're basically fake about. It's actually something that you really enjoy. I kind of hate it when people on other podcasts, and I'm not like calling anyone out, but like it's very clear that they don't use the product or have never used like the service that they're advertising. So yeah, it's kind of nice that you can actually speak from experience about Java House. So I was really sad this morning it's Tuesday for those who are listening on Thursday. So, well, I have to go get my windshield replaced on my car. You know, I finally had my appointment after three weeks ago when it cracked on my way to Gateway. Did it keep had, getting no, bigger? A little bit. It kind of like ended up below like the rearview mirror. Not like all the way up there, but like kind of out that far. So, I mean, I went to go to Job House this morning before I went there and downtown broad ripple like all the roads are closed because of construction and i just didn't have the patience to figure out a new route and i got turned away and had to go to starbucks and i was very sad this morning yeah whoa so, and, it, and yeah you, i saw so, i saw so, oh, so I, I take back what i just said about like having a good relationship with our sponsor and like actually using the product because then you just went to starbucks man come on you just killed my whole i mean life i had mindset. a i had a java house K Cup this afternoon Okay, well that's good. Yeah, maybe you redeemed yourself then. We'll we'll have to talk to them about it. I'll I'll get confirmation in the morning when I when I meet with them. Anyway, Laguna Seca, yeah, you better confess your sins to them. Two point two mile track. It has the one of the coolest sections in racing in the corkscrew, which last year you know. Oh, really? What's that? We we saw. <laughs> have you ever seen this thing called the pass? No. I think it happened in the '90s, but I'm not sure. And how many times this weekend are you going to see Grosjean on Jimmy Johnson called the past 2.0? If they didn't call, if they don't call it that, they're missing a great marketing <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, they're going to show both of those a lot. Yes, I think Brian Herda can like he's probably done talking about that, and he probably was done like the year after it happened. He's probably done the day after it happened, or that day. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm sure Jimmy's also like done with basically getting booted out of the way by Roma. Yeah. And having to talk about that and rewatch it. So, so I think okay. Colton Herta has just... won both races here, if I'm not mistaken, since they've come back to IndyCar, yeah. since IndyCar has gone back to mm-hmm. Laguna. So let's start with this. Is somebody other than Colton Herta going to win this weekend? Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I think Yes. Because I don't think the Andrettis have been as strong this year okay. as they have been in the past. I mean, they've they've looked you know, pretty inconsistent, Um, yeah. but I don't think they've just shown that outright speed that they tended to have in years past where Colton would just go on a tear. Yeah, and the only reason I'm saying I hope it's not Colton is because I am out of Colton Hurta picks in that one IndyCar Fantasy League, so I could not pick him this weekend. Even if I wanted to. Oh, I'm out of McLaughlin picks now. So. Uh, I'm out of like four, four people. I think like I finished Dixon, Pato, Herta, and maybe Newgarden. All I ran out before this weekend. Anyway, so, you know, I mean, we see Laguna Laguna when when it came when IndyCar came back to Laguna. I remember Rob Miller saying it's going to be boring and both races have been pretty good. So I think we're in for a pretty good finale. <laughs> it's such low grip. Yeah, they're going to repave after this year. Yeah. I, which, it eats tires. Yeah. So, the strategy, you could see, you know, McLaughlin, Erickson kind of go way off strategy and just, you know, pull a, a Pagano from a couple of years ago, like I was talking about earlier. Which would be cool. I'm 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 pretty excited. I'm excited to be there. We'll also likely see Linus Lundqvist crowned Indy Lights Championship. There's not too many opportunities, too many open spots for him for next year already. We'll save that for the off-season discussion. But is there anything else before we make predictions Laguna-wise? The weather, it's, it's like 380 degrees in California this week. The weather this weekend looks beautiful in Laguna, or Monterey, I should say. There's like a chance of rain because of some hurricane or something off the California coast. On Sunday, I don't want it to rain because that track is so low-grip. And like you said, eats up tires. I think it will produce enough of a good race as it is. I'm really excited for the race. I'm a little sad for the season to end, but I'm also excited for the season to end because I get to fly back East and see my family for a few days. And I haven't taken like a, like a vacation that's not for race cars in like since before we started the show. So it's been a long time since I've done it, gone anywhere for just fun. So it's I will be watching this weekend from the beach with my family. So yeah. hopefully I can get like some relatives to watch with me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but it's its always hard to do. You need to bring like my a laptop on the beach and you use your hotspot on your phone and get like, you know, you say like free beer if you watch 10 laps of the race with me. Okay. That's probably a good idea, actually. Yeah, you're welcome. I like bribe. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. So predictions. We will do two inside of the top 10. I have one new rule after the after, two inside the top. We'll go to two inside the top 12, one outside the top 12, but you can only pick one championship contender. Okay. I'll let you go first since you lost again. <laughs> How gracious of you. Um, Let's see. I think... Well, I think Pato is going to do well this weekend. It's unfortunate that he's out of the championship, but you know what? I think he's going to do well. All right. I am going to take Scott Dixon. Okay. Uh, My second pick will be... I think will power then. Okay. I will take Alex Rossi and his Maiden, Andretti, and Honda race. No, not Maiden. Final. Final. Oh, sorry. It's very late at night. here. Yeah. Continue. No, I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, my outside the top 12 pick hmm. It's going to have to be... Wow. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, these are not looking inviting right now. Yeah. Um, I'll try Callum Eilat. I think, damn it, he, he might do well. I had literally just taken down the standings off my phone because I was like, I'm taking Eilat. I will, oh. I will take you know what, since he would he did well there last year, I'll take Grojan. Okay, that was my other possible pick, no. but I didn't really want to pick him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Drama. Anyway, well, that's it. We'll be back next week to recap this. Thank you, everybody, for following along all season long. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere in the off season. M- almost every week, we might we might take a week. Oh, we're gonna keep annoying yeah, you. We're gonna keep annoying yeah. you with, with with my unprofessionalism, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where else to go with that one everybody let's keep this momentum going yeah you know it's really beneficial to keep everything going all off season long that being said everybody have a lovely indycar finale weekend of racing hit pass moto sponsored by moto america is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!